1: Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sodder Show. Happy Tuesday. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you all are uh, doing very well. I hope everything is, is going accordingly. I hope you, uh, you know, have a lot of nice and fun plans for the 4th. I can't wait for the 4th of July tomorrow, Independence Day. Always a, a great day to celebrate every year. Uh, the, you know, amazing livelihood and, uh, you know, independence and and all the benefits benefits and privileges we have in our country. And just, I mean, we're so honored, um, you know, obviously for that day. And um, I want to say, you know, thank you to all my listeners. The listeners um, list keeps growing and growing. Uh, We're doing very well. Um, and, uh, you know, I want to thank everybody for that. I want to thank, um, all my co-hosts. I have Josh on the line. How are you, man? Good, to, good to have you on. Dude, it's doing really, really well. How's it going? How's it going? Doing well. Thanks, man. And, uh, I also have Valerie Greenfeld, uh, international security expert, radical Islam expert, bestselling author, entrepreneur out of DC. How are you?
0: Great. Thank you. Great to be back.
1: Yeah, good to have you back. Um, so yeah, I um you know, it's been an interesting you know, there's it's been an interesting weekend to say the least in terms of what's been going on in the news. Um, you know, there there's there's always lots going on. I mean we we find out new revelations on a uh, on a daily basis and um
3: it's uh you know,
1: thank God. President Trump is in office because <clears throat> we would not be having uh you know all of the all of the dirt be coming out if uh Hillary was in there. Uh it would just keep building 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 up if uh if uh, crooked Hillary was president. So I mean he is doing a fantastic job at draining the swamp. I mean we have a lot of things in a lot of different cases uh <clears throat> that you know, are going to be dealt with. I mean, we're, we're looking at what um, Jim jo- Jim Jordan is doing. Matt Gates is what Matt Gates is doing. Um, you know, is taking down uh, these certain people. I mean, Peter Stork, uh, you know, is in a lot of trouble. Andrew McCabe is in a lot of trouble. Uh, Jim, Jim Jim Comey could potentially be in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, we have yet to see. I know he's under investigation, but uh, you know, just in overall in general, it's just absolutely incredible. All of the, the, the exposing and all of the – just all of the crazy corruption and, and stuff that is so outrageous. Like, and I'm even talking about Hollywood. Like, like Trump became president, and, and, and all this stuff started coming out about the bad people. I mean, thank God. I think, like I said again, if we had a Democrat as president, like Hillary Clinton, Harvey Weinstein would still be out raping girls and donating to the Democratic Party and pretending he's a uh, a great supporter of America and feminism. Um, you know that should yeah. But but I do I do want to say, and and we all, we need to talk about this. In general, the left has lost their mind. Um, I want to play a clip, and then we got—we really have to talk about this. There's so many things to get to, and I have to get to this. Um, let, let, let's let's get let's get to um, this one right here. This is good. This is good. Everyone needs to hear this. One, two.
4: Good evening, and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Progressives have always been angry. Indignation is their signature emotion. But a year and a half into the Trump administration, their rage has finally consumed them. The left is spinning completely out of control. Just two weeks ago, only a few fringe figures called for abolishing border enforcement. Now that's a mainstream view in the Democratic Party. Watch.
5: ICE has strayed so far from its mission. Uh, It's supposed to be here to keep Americans safe. But what it's turned into is it's frankly a terrorist uh, organization of its own. Immigration system from top to bottom,
0: Shut up. starting by replacing ICE with something that reflects our morality.
6: Look at ICE. What a group of incompetence. At this point, they're focused more on toddlers than terrorists.
5: If you should get rid of it, start over, reimagine <coughs> it, and build something that actually works. Oh
4: my God. Kirsten Gillibrand and Elizabeth Warren are thinking strongly about running for president. They don't take positions lightly. If they're calling for the end of national borders, and that's exactly what they're calling for, they think their party is with them, and they may be right. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is definitely with them. She's the soon to be Congresswoman from New York's 14th district. She's a self-identified democratic socialist. What does that mean exactly? Well, last week the New York Democratic Socialists of America issued a statement of their beliefs. Quote Abolish profit, abolish prisons, abolish cash bail abolish borders abolishing prisons in a country with thousands of murders every year what would that look like well you probably wouldn't stick around to find out you'd be long gone along with every other normal productive person in what was once america refugees from your own country something like that happened in venezuela there are people in our country working to make it happen here and suddenly some of them are prominent in the democratic party this is getting scary if you pay attention it will scare you You'd think our so-called intellectual leaders would be working to moderate rhetoric like this and guide it in a more responsible direction, but they're not. Instead, those leaders are adding to the cycle of extremism. Consider the reaction to the retirement of Justice Anthony Kennedy. Left-wing law professors at prominent schools are calling for Democrats to expand the number of seats on the Supreme Court and pack it with liberals for a permanent majority. Harvard Law lecturer Ian Samuel wrote that a Supreme Court with 10 liberals and only five conservatives would actually be, quote, incredibly generous to the Republicans. Fordham Law professor Jed Sugarman agreed with that. If this happened, of course, the court's legitimacy would evaporate overnight, but they don't care. They would have power forever, and that's their goal, their only goal. Of course, Republicans could pack the Supreme Court right now, tonight. They have the power, but everyone knows they won't do that. Only the left is embracing extremism right now. Progressive mobs threaten public figures. Progressive leaders cheer them on. Here's Washington Post writer Jennifer Rubin explaining on MSNBC that Sarah Sanders deserves a, quote, life sentence of harassment from the left for the crime of working for Donald Trump. Watch. Sarah
0: Huckabee has no right to live a
7: life of no fuss, no muss, after lying to the press, after inciting against the press. These people should be made uncomfortable, and I think that's a life sentence, frankly.
4: She has no right to live a normal life because she disagrees with me. Well, there's nothing liberal about language like that. It is pure authoritarianism. Jesus.
1: I mean, the liberal left is out of control. Um, Real quick, though, guys, I do want responses, but I want to welcome our special guest tonight: uh, foreign policy analysis, oil and natural gas investor, best-selling author, entrepreneur, radical Islam expert, and contributor to the Daily Caller, Flash Daily, LiveZet, Daily Surge, and The Hill. Dan Perkins, how are you, sir?
8: I'm fine, thank
1: you. How are you? Uh, doing well. Good to have you on. Um, you thank know, my you. just my kind of you know my opening statements were just basically you know. Uh, if you, I know you're just joining us, Dan. It was just how the left is out of control. They're absolutely – the stuff they're calling abolishment of ICE, the um, – I mean, all all these things, they want to reduce law enforcement. They want to – and we all know why. They want the votes from these illegals. It's for political gain. It's nothing more than – a victim stance scenario and uh, its political gain. I mean, you know, it's a few reasons, but it's it's, it's pathetic. You know, they they put them before American citizens. Um, you know, Dan, I I do want to I we we got to talk a lot, Dan. I do want to get real quick though, Josh. I know you wanted to respond to this, and then Valerie, real quick. Yeah,
9: <clears throat> I mean, my, what I have to say is really simple. Cooler heads will prevail. Period. You know, the the left is really clinging on to the nut jobs that they have on their side. You know, and, and I think to combat that we have to we have to fight that with statistics, logic, and just being cool headed. Not don't freak out at the you know, they're the ones that freak out when we say stuff. We're we're just calmly sitting back here while Trump gets his wins and you know, there's so so much winning as he says. You know, yeah. That, that's what we have to keep doing. That's how that's how we're going to continue continue to win. Exactly.
1: So true. Uh, Valerie, go ahead.
0: I, I agree a hundred percent. And you know, facts always win over emotion, and that's really the difference between the two parties. You know, whenever the Democrats start to lose, they they use their emotion and they want to change the rules, um, and yep. that's really what they're saying about the Supreme Court. You know let's let's change it so that we can win yet. Yeah. And and it's not about the system. It's about the ideas that they're, um, that they're after. And, and, you know, I agree that this woman, Alexander Cortez in New York, I mean, she, she's a socialist and that's where the democratic Party's going. It's just going farther and farther to the left. And I think, you know, abolishing, abolishing profit, abolishing prisons, getting rid of the borders. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I can't yeah. even imagine that people actually believe that.
3: Right,
1: absolutely. Uh, you know, Dan, I know you've been following this. And, and, Dan, I know you have a lot to say, you know, about this regarding this. I know you've probably written pieces. I mean, you're, you're writing uh, different headlines and articles for many big outlets on a
8: weekly basis. Uh, what What is your thoughts, Dan? First of all, uh, I think that it's important to understand that the best the best we can do on the conservative side to assure a significant voter turnout and a significant Republican vote in the midterm elections is to simply let the left talk. Because right. we oh, – we we real don't quick. have to spend you, don't have spend, to real spend quick. a lot of time. Real quick,
1: real quick. You mean like Maxine Waters keep blabbering her mouth? You mean just the ignorance yeah. and the just the stupidity?
8: Right. See, just let them give them a shovel, and then when they start talking, give them a bigger shovel so they can dig the hole deeper faster. I mean, if you think about, if you just think about some of the stuff. That they're talking about to get rid of ICE, to have no border patrol, no immigration, and open borders. What true-blooded American would ever support a candidate who said that? None, none. Right. They, they, they don't They don't. They still have this false impression because they think it. It must be true.
0: Actually, yeah. if I can comment real quick. Um, you know, the sad thing is I think that they do believe it because this is how the woman in New York got elected, Alexandra Cortez. I mean, she was saying this radical stuff and she went one by a landslide.
8: The
9: socialist.
0: Yeah.
8: And that was yeah. that, but, that's but, but, that but let, me, let me let me let me say something about that real quick. What? Okay did she not say what did she not say what she did not say was she didn't mention Mueller. she didn't invest in she didn't say anything about the russian investigation she didn't say she anything about she collusion went with to
3: trump
8: pardon me
1: she went straight to impeachment she just says i want to impeach him straight she went
8: straight to the point right and so so that her message was extremely tailored and uh, 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 set directly for the district that she's in, but I want to go back to my point. The Republicans in 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 my lifetime, we finally have re- Republicans beside the president who's standing up to the bureaucracy, to the Deep Swamp, and to to Democrats. And we have Nunes and Trey Gowdy, who are. In the face of the FBI and the Justice Department almost every day, and they 're not backing down they're not they 're not walking away and so what i 'm saying is if we just let the Democrats keep talking because they are so has such delusions of grandeur they're literally i think setting up the party to be destroyed in November destroyed. That the, the the Republicans not only keep the House, but maybe the biggest majority there's ever been in the House, and they they get a supermajority in the Senate. I just don't see how the Democrats can walk away from their left agenda, that drives them further and further left, and their and their statements become more and more outlandish. I mean, the American people. As much as the mainstream media, and I'm going to give you a quote. Over this last weekend, there were there were protests about illegal immigration treatment of children. Okay? Now, this was supposed to be a huge issue in the country. How did the press report it? This is what the press said, quote, thousands of people assembled across the country, not tens of thousands, not millions, thousands of people assembled across the country to protest the separation of children from parents. Rasmussen did a poll and found that 53% of Americans, the majority, 53% of Americans felt that the, the responsibility for the separation of children from their parents was the parents' responsibility, not the federal government and not Donald Trump? We talked about twelve thousand children in custody of the government. Of the twelve thousand, ten thousand of them came here on their own with no accompanying adult. I wrote a piece last week, which talks about. It's on Constitution dot com. Uh, talks about this issue of illegal immigration. Eighty percent of the women and girls who get on the beast train and try and come into the United States illegally are raped at least once. In fact, what's happening is that parents are getting for their daughters and children, female children, a shot that costs $4 that protects them from getting pregnant. In some cases, the coyotes are giving the girls morning-after pill so that rape is a
4: huge, huge problem.
8: Do we hear anything from the the Democrats talking about that? No. No. Because it doesn't fit their agenda. One last point. One last point that was in the article. Yeah. If the Democrats are so concerned about children being separated from their parents, why isn't there an outrage of the 680,000 children that are legally in the United States separated from their real parents because of child abuse by Child Protective Services and the police? And why is it they're not upset that over 1,300 children were murdered by their parents last year?
1: And here, here you make a great point, Dan, because – you know, I was I was getting to that, and I and I wanted to say, and it really pisses me off. You have all these ignorant loser liberals that are protesting second class citizens that don't belong in our country. First of all, if you cross that border illegally, you do not have you do not have rights. In most countries, they beat the shit out of you and throw you in a prison cell and torture you. But here in America, we give them sometimes meals that they don't even get in their own country. We give them good bedding, and 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 here's here's the big problem. What about the 24 million American kids that are separated from their parents and family every year? Why don't people? Why aren't people protesting that? Because the media agenda is such a victim stance. Uh, it it so goes into the whole Zelensky's playbook thing, and you know it, mm-hmm. it, it's it's disgraceful if you know what I mean. And we're supposed to feel bad for these people. You know the fact that oh they want a better life. They just want well, the is that our, how is that our problem? I mean, we can't go into other countries and say, oh, we're just here because we want to, you know, illegally and say we want a better life. Like, other countries, some countries would shoot us or hang us or, like I said, put you in a jail cell and torture you. I mean, it's, it's like we're the most generous country, and you have all of these people, on the left especially, and even the illegals, waving their Mexican flags with pride, you're in the United States. If you're so proud of your country, why don't you go back to your country and wave the flag instead of whining about being possibly being deported? I mean, it it, it doesn't. It's so pathetic and hypocritical. And oh my God, it just makes me
8: furious. Well, the new elected president of Mexico said uh, the week before the election, and I'm quoting: "All citizens of North America." North America, have a right to go to the United States. They yeah, have a right to go yeah. to the United
1: States. He's a, left, a leftist socialist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's turning so here's into – I
0: wanted Go ahead. Go ahead, Ari. I wanted to comment on that because, you know, the thing is if they come legally and they obey the law, there's no problem – but, you know, oftentimes that takes years and years, and one of the members of the family would come to the United States and get a job and send money back home, and years later the family can reunite. I mean, nobody's talking about that. And what is that, you know, the fact that these people are doing it illegally and everybody's upset about it, what does that say to the people that are doing it legally? You know, don't bother. Don't follow the law because we're not going to say anything about it you. Is a we're sla- just worried about the in people the face. that are – Exactly. It is a slap in the exactly. Face. Yeah, it is. And and also, well, I wanted to comment on the idea that um, you know, it's it, the comparison that they that I've been reading about with the Nazis. And every time that comes up, I just it's so exaggerated, and that's a slap in the face to anybody that survived the Holocaust or any of the children that survived the Holocaust. Because you can't. T- I'm a foster parent. And, you know, a lot of times these kids come across the border and they go to a foster parent until they can be reunited with their family. Well, I can tell you the kids that stay at my house are not, you know, going to gas chambers and being separated from their parents so that they can go, you know, um, starve to death. You know, you cannot compare anything in the world with Nazism, and it just makes me crazy because those that are making that, that comparison have no idea what what really happened in in the Holocaust, or they wouldn't make the comparison.
3: So true. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, and
9: yeah, and and just to add something real quick, this is Josh. I mean, you know, just to touch on the the Nazis and comparisons, it really goes to show, you know, the level um, that our our schools have failed. That now that these people. Um, especially that are my age, you know, millennials, 20, 20 to 30 years old, that are, you know, comparing, comparing this to Nazism is so foolish. It shows their education system has failed, especially regarding history so much. The fact that they think they can compare these things together, is, it's, it's outrageous, like Valerie was saying.
8: Yeah, well, it's almost a, a
0: Holocaust that... denial, because anybody that knows what happened there would not make such a comparison.
8: That's true. I also wrote a piece last week on uh, the Democratic Party, which purported to be a party of women has turned misogynistic, and yeah. I, I point to I point to the uh, the attacks on women in the Trump administration yeah. and women yeah. supporters of Donald Trump, and so we have the Democratic Party attacking women. In a much greater quantity than they have attacked men, and what what I've been tr- I've been trying to say for some period of time, in a lot of stuff that I've done, either in interviews or in writing, is that you have to understand the t- the tactics of the Democratic Party, and I give you an example. Um, we had Peter Fonda come out and say that Baron Trump should be ripped from his mother's arms and put in a cage with two pedophiles. Pedophiles. Pedophiles, yeah.
3: Unbelievable.
1: Sickening. And he didn't even get held but, accountable. They did they did nothing. But look what right. they did to Roseanne. Ruined her career.
8: Right. Now, now what 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 you don't know about, because it never never got highly publicized is that Peter Fonda also <laughs> said that he thought that Christian Nielsen should be tied to a post and stripped and tied to a post in Lafayette square. If you know anything about Washington, it's across the street from the white house and allow passers by to have their way with her. Now that's outrageous. He also thought that Sarah Huckabee's children should be taken away from her. And there are people who have attacked Donald Trump's wife, Melania, and his daughter and and Pat Bondi, the attorney general for the state of Florida was was accosted at a movie theater watching a Mr. Rogers movie.
5: And so mm-hmm.
8: the point is what you don't what people have to understand is that what is the process? The process is that they make they make these outlandish statements or attacks and they leave them hanging in the air for several days and then they come back and yep. they say I apologize. Yeah? Well, if you know anything about journalism, if a newspaper makes a mistake, the apology of the correction never appears on the same page that the original story was on. It's usually at the back of the paper and down the lower left-hand column where they acknowledge that they made a mistake. My point is that that the, the rhetoric of the left is to throw out these outlandish things Knowing that they, they they may believe they're to be true, but know that they're going to have to retract them, but they t- the timing as to when they go- are going to retract them. Give you another example Joy Behar on The View attacked uh, geez. Vice President Pence's Christian belief. It took uh, yep. her two months before she ultimately apologized publicly. For what she said you about know, the vice president, if, too if, much. That was
1: if, a conser- if that was a conservative, if, people- if that was a conservative, they would have had their career ruined. But a leftist like Joy Joy Behar and all these people that can make comments and we will even talk about—it's uh, just pathetic. Even Joy Reid, let's talk about all the homophobic and anti-Semitic stuff she wrote on her blog, and then she made an excuse. And then MSNBC let her stay. I mean, it's all, the, the, the liberal, I can go into so many different examples. Peter Fonda is another example. They, they didn't even cancel his movie. They did nothing to, I mean, they condemned him in, a, in a, a small way, but not nearly what they did to people like Roseanne. But, you know, there's just so much so much of a double standard.
0: But the thing is, we cannot allow the double standard. We have to stand up and call these people slanderous and, and start suing them. I mean, that's what jihadists do when there's something said about, about, their, about Muslims or radical Muslims. They sue the hell out of everybody, whether they have a case yeah. or not. They don't care. Just like uh, Dan was saying, it's for the PR. And, and yeah. we Republicans, we're, we're, we don't stand up. And, and, you know, people, I mean, if I was Sarah Sanders, I would be thinking about a slander suit or libel suit. You know, I mean, she was just simply having dinner, and she gets accosted by people. It's terrible. And the, I know. I mean, well, the other
8: the, the other part tears. of the story, which I, I'm not sure got totally reported, is that Sarah agreed to leave the restaurant, and she walked across the street to go to a different restaurant. And the owner of the Red Hen followed her across the street and went onto the property of the other restaurant owner to continue her harassment. Now I think there's be some, somebody should have been pro, somebody should have been prosecuted for that but they weren't.
0: Absolutely. And so if Republicans don't stand up or if we don't stand up for ourselves, we're going to continue to get run over by these people. We've got to do something and and you know and to, that's the way it will be stopped. They
1: and need, yeah they need absolutely. 100% and you know real quick Dan um with with what with, with the um, with what you were saying regarding uh, you brought you brought up a point and I, I was gonna ah geez um, <laughs> oh yeah um, can you imagine Dan if the if you know a Republican did what Maxine Waters did basically call for I talked about this on my show last week but you know when it happened but can you imagine if a Republican did what Maxine Waters did basically call for violence. Uh, against Trump supporters, harass them, do whatever you can to make their lives out. I mean, that is, and she gets a pass. I mean, can you? It's sickening.
8: Well, let, let me give you another another perspective on that, which which I've written about. Re-
1: Real quick, um, Dan, I want you to, I want you to continue, Dan. I just want to welcome our other special guest to the show, uh, Michael Doherty. Uh, very good to have you here, man. How are you?
10: I am uh, doing well. I, uh, my, my, I, I'm i in time zone confusion, so sorry I'm late.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Michael Doherty is a national security expert, political strategist, best-selling author, and entrepreneur. It's great to have him here. Um, but, yeah, Dan, continue with what you were saying.
8: I, I wrote a piece uh, that was on, uh, Constitution, or was on uh, Newsmax yesterday, and I talked about grandma and grandpa. Grandma is Nancy Pelosi, 78 years of age, <laughs> and Grandpa is Chuck Sumer, 65. Both of which are grandparents. Real, real quick, now, before you go any me.
1: further, Dan, Dan, real quick, I do want to say something hilarious before you continue with your story, and the audience is going to find this ridiculous, what I'm about to say. Is, but the two top women uh, that Democrats want to run in 2020 – are Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi? Oh my God! Please run. Can you imagine? I mean, Trump would love to face off against them. I would love to see Hillary lose again. Um, but
8: uh, go ahead, Dan. Do you remember I made that prediction on your show, and you absolutely yeah, freaked I, out? I do. <laughs> do you remember that? The
6: very,
1: the very first time you came on, I could not, I couldn't believe that you said Hillary Clinton was going to run again. But there's a pullout. Saying that you know there's a good chance that you know it's her or Pelosi in terms of females, and
8: then I don't know who else. It won't be be Pelosi. It won't be Pelosi because the reason is that Hillary is the, as I said, is the ultimate victim. The Democratic Party is the party of victims, and Hillary Clinton is the ultimate victim.
1: But then again, you got to go back to. There's many people that want Hillary Clinton from the Democratic Party. Even even her own party wants her to go away. So, I mean, we got to take that into consideration. Um, I do want you to talk about this, but don't forget what you were saying before. I don't want you to lose your, your thought. But,
8: I am. I, uh, well, but the, the, I just want to make the point because the reason why I call them grandma and grandpa, they, they, they are the leadership of the Democratic Party or supposed leadership of the Democratic Party. Yeah. And do you find it, as I do, unbelievable that two old white people
3: are telling
8: a black yeah are telling a black female congressman to shut up there you go I mean wow both are trying, trying to silence her and they got away with it for a little bit now she's back on her on her high horse again Um, But two old white people Democrats are trying to tell a black female congressman to shut up. I mean, that's how absurd the Democratic Party has gotten. And so I I look at it and I say, you know, Chuck Schumer Schumer said the day after Kennedy said he was going to retire – this is Schumer's words on the floor of the Senate. He demanded, Uh-oh. using the word de- he demanded that the Republicans do not have an appointment to the Supreme Court until after the midterm elections, because because the Republicans did not feel that they wanted to have bring Merrick Garland to the to the to the floor for a vote and Joe Biden Mm -hmm. in 1999 was the, was the head of the Senate judiciary committee who said, I don't think that we should be entertaining an appointment to the Supreme court in a presidential election year. Chuck Schumer didn't quite get it right. He didn't attribute it to, to Joe Biden and he didn't attribute that it was during presidential election years, not right. midterm election years. So the Democrats right. are basically trying to – what's happened is the Democrats um, – I saw um, Mr. Lee, the senator from from uh, Utah, who is apparently on the short list Mike Lee. of yeah. potential yeah. nominee. Mike Lee, potential nominee for the like – Love him. I mean, Mike Lee. So anyway, he was he was on he was on Laura last week and yeah. was uh, was uh, at the time uh, was on the list of twenty five and and now is just apparently down on the list of five. But anyway, what he said on the sh- on Laura show about Schumer and what was going on, yeah, he said. When Barack Obama won of the election, he said to the Republicans, it's in the article that I wrote, I won, get over it. So what Mike Lee was saying to Laura, to the Democrats, we won, we get the choice to decide, we need 51 votes, and we'll have 51 votes to name the next justice on the Supreme Court. The point being is that – I think the Democrats are making a huge, huge mistake. They are so short-sighted. They are looking at it. They're trying to stop, do whatever they can to postpone this appointment till at least after the midterms because they're hoping that they get control of the House, which means they can try and impeach Donald Trump. However, what they're not putting in their thought process is that they shouldn't be fighting against who's ever going to take Kennedy's place because Kennedy was physically a conservative, socially more liberal. The real issue is that the likelihood is that Donald Trump will will appoint two additional justices of the Supreme Court before he's done. And we could we could have a situation where the court will be 6 to 3 conservative for many decades that that next appointment was the one where they should go all, all out because if they shoot all of their wad on this one, they have nothing to fight with going back. And so I think they're making a huge mistake, a huge mistake by trying to oppose whoever the nominee is because the, the political reality is the president's going to get his nominee. He's going to get 51 votes. I but, agree. But, uh, and the
0: other problem is, that this, they're doing this now before the election, and they look ridiculous. They're, not, they're, they're trying to do this resistance, and it just comes across that they, they don't want to represent. They're just a bunch of victims. And I think that's going to hurt them in the election, in addition to, to what you're saying about the, the court.
8: I agree. What, what, we, what, we, what we as Republicans, goes back to the conversation earlier in this call, we don't, want to, we don't seem to want to fight very openly the way Democrats do. For a long time, since before Bill Clinton, whether the Democrats were in power, meaning they had control of the, of the Congress or the White House, whether they were in power or not, they believed that they controlled the agenda. And they did it for the last 30-some years. When Donald Trump came into office, he took the agenda away from the Democratic Party. And part of their resistance to Trump, besides the fact that they believe he stole the election, is that he's changed the paradigm of how the parties interact with each other. With Nunes, with Nunes and Gowdy arguing and fighting with a backbone about what's going on, to try and root out what's happened in the Justice Department and the FBI, um, the Democrats have seen the, the 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 paradigm shift that they don't they don't know how to deal with, and that's why they're so so off the wall. They're doing everything they can they think to endear themselves to the American people, but they're driving further and further it's to backfired. the left. Yes. And yes, and well, America is moving further and further to the right. I mean, I, I, I this is Mike.
10: I, I think it's it's a little earlier. I think you're correct, but it's, it's the fruit of the poisonous tree. When Obama came into into office, you know, everything was so blown out of the water. Even when he defeated Hillary Clinton and had such a paradigm shift there, and then the bench of the Democrats has just gotten thinner and thinner and thinner, and you just the trend starts with all the governorships in the United States when Obama won and then because Obama was so bad to his own party, he was so selfish to his own team, there was no depth and then all the money goes on Hillary. But that whole you know, thin ice started long ago and now they've got nothing but panic and toss and, and tossing crap against the wall. They they really have I mean <laughs> who who would they put up for a superior Court, a superior, a Supreme Court. Who would they even put up for any candidates? They they've just got nothing. So that they can, and it's and having having observed them from the fifty yard line, you know, it is amazing. The it's it's really a game with them. I mean, it really is. It's a just a massive marketing piece. Uh, where there is really no, that there's nothing that's off the table, and we're, and that's what we're seeing. He, he, Trump has effectively taken the mask off their reality of who they really are, and and, and what they, these congressmen that I would hate to be a Democratic congressman, honestly, <laughs> if I was a Democrat, because it is such a much more march in line or you're dead type of. Uh, Atmosphere—it's anything except uh, it's anything, uh, but but diverse. So anyway, I, I just I think um, this is just uh, a, a fascinating fruition of the last maybe ten years, and and there's more to come. And I think it's great because they they've got nothing. When you're playing the racist card every day, and you are vilifying everybody, and you're threatening physical violence, and you can't control Maxine Waters, you got problems at home. <laughs> no oh, absolutely 100% i mean
1: i mean their party is i mean they here's the problem with the democrats they they have no logical or rational message i mean their only um narrative is uh hate trump go against trump and i see a pattern and i talked about this on my show last week it's they're they're doing the same sort of crap that they did uh before the uh, 2016 election Hence why Trump won. I mean, which is why, which is the reason. I mean, the American people are sick of all of the all of these whiny, uh, you know, entitled individuals that are, you know, either out protesting nonsense. I mean, you know, it's just it's so. I can't even believe we have 24 million American, you know, families that get separated on a yearly basis, but we have people
3: down at the border
1: uh, trying to protest 2,000 illegal immigrants that cross that don't belong here and uh, that are actually getting better treatment than they get in their own country at these uh border uh, asylums or you know these places where they hold them whatever it's
10: called but 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 that, but it's not even that do you think they actually care about those kids oh hell no hell no it is Democrats, just whatever whatever thing we can throw up <laughs>
3: and,
1: and <laughs> what, you're what, you're absolutely you're, and you're absolutely right, Michael. I talked about this early in my show. I mean, the, the Democrats use them as political gain. They use them for votes. They use them for the victim card. They use them for, you know, various reasons uh, to, to make them move ahead. And uh, they definitely don't give two shits about these kids. And it's all uh, a staged um, setup. I mean, we the way the news orchestrates it with, like, CNN and MSNBC, They they – make it sound like these kids are being treated like they're in a, a Nazi camp or in a – you know, Wikipedia – I talked about this on my show last week, but Wikipedia labeled these illegal immigrant camps where they're staying as um, concentration camps. And I'm just – I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, seriously? I mean, these kids are getting beds. These families are getting beds. They're getting food. They don't even – like I said before, sometimes they don't even get that in their own country. So, I mean, you know, where – Where's all the truth? I mean, we we see all this fabricated BS news, and it's just, you know, people are seeing through it more and more.
10: You know what I mean? Well, this has worked and, for a long, you know, long time. I, I mean, it's worked yeah. for them for a long, long time because they've owned the media, and they've also owned the education. And what they, okay. they spew out one step, but they cover up the other. And and that's one point I want to make what she said earlier. I'm sorry, I don't know your name, the lady that's on the line. Cause I Valerie, to Valerie. Oh, hey, Valerie. Um about you know, I stood up. I, I'm conservative and stood up and fought back. And I will tell you, the education of the silencing of the fighting back is pretty unbelievable. I mean, and I'm not, and I'm talking about media across the board. Actually, uh, when there are there are really so few true investigative journalists now, uh, and there's so so many less resources, and there's so many more editors controlling the reporters. It, when you have a story, uh, if, it doesn't in, in, if it doesn't involve someone like, uh, you know, Sarah, it, it's, it's tough to, to stand up and get traction or to get attention. And uh, especially, I mean, it, it, every election cycle it's really difficult. With this Trump thing, I mean, all they do is blow the airwaves on Trump, 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 Trump. <laughs> and you just wonder how Every much, five minutes, I've never
2: coin. seen –
1: I've never seen anyone get more news media coverage in my life. I mean, they, all they do is obsess about them. I've never seen anybody, uh, whether you love him or you hate them, it, it's an obsession either way.
10: And at but what point is there it? some sort of failure? for one, I mean, their, their audiences have shrunk so much. At what point is there a failure of either, I mean, you know, a, a CNN would be the first to go, but <laughs> – Exactly. They don't have high ad rates. Their they ratings are down 30%. CNN
0: ratings are down 30%. Yep.
10: But but well, they're because not the American losing. American
0: people, American people see through it now. They've passed, you know, the, the, they're more sophisticated than the media and they can see through this sham. And and it's you know, it's it's time for them to, you know, either, you know, do what they're supposed to do and or stop playing right. the game because it's not working.
8: Right. right. Let, hey, me, Jan, make, I want let hear, me make one more yeah, one make one, I want to make one more point to that, then I gotta go. Uh, okay. it's been a long day. Um okay. the, the the fundamental shift that's taken place is that the American media has had control of the American electorate for decades. And generally speaking <laughs> Re- Republican presidents have not been real effective communicators against the mainstream media. Until Donald Trump came in with Twitter, Twitter gave him a platform that allowed him to reach out and his Twitter, his Twitter followers, are greater than all of the major networks combined. And so what Trump is doing, as the major networks create the false news, the president is reaching out to his constituents, which is over 110 million Twitter accounts. Right. He's reaching out and communicating to them what he believes to be true. That's There is no ever history of that happening before. And this is why the media has a problem because he's not playing by the traditional game. Just like the Republicans in Congress today are not playing the democratic game that puts the Democrats in control whether they are in control or not legally, they're in control of the process. Donald Trump right. is using Twitter to control the mainstream media and to drive. He's got the highest approval rating of any Republican Nothing incumbent, ever. including including ever. Ronald Reagan. Reagan. 90,
0: 90 oh, exactly. not, and, he, and he's been criticized for using Twitter because he, people don't like the, the words or the language that he uses. But the bottom line is, like you said, it's he, a brilliant market, uh, he can again, he can. Can, he can communicate directly with the people without the media, you know, diffusing what, his really wants, what he really wants to say. And in the end, that's that's worth all of the mistakes that he. Well, I don't even know if you want to call it a mistake, the way that he speaks, because because people understand him. He talks directly to them.
10: Well, and, and I and, gotta go. You know. Oh, good talking to Dan. Take it. Have a good uh, Independence Day. Thank you. Um, Same to you. What, Take care. Bye. Uh, the the um. Let's not forget that this is not just Democrats. That that there's a supermajority still in Washington of, rhinos yeah. plus Democrats, and and that you know, <laughs> goodbye, Paul Ryan. And really, I like I know we've had the big big fights about Paul what Ryan. Do you Ryan? Mike I, don't, I don't. I I love Mike Lee. I get a little mad at him sometimes, <laughs> but I uh, actually, um, I think my, the thing it's interesting about Mike Lee, Mike Lee and Ted Cruz. Are almost like the same in every single topic, but when you go into the Senate, people love Mike Lee, and they don't like Ted Cruz, and it's, it's and yet they almost have the exact same belief system. It's fascinating. Mike Lee is one of the most well liked senators on the Hill. <laughs> I don't care what the political side it's is, and so it's he true, is really hmm?
0: That's not because of the ideology, though. It's the personality.
10: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's obviously because uh-huh. Ted Cruz has the same ideology. That's the point. And so, sure. um, so, you know, but, but I, you know, he, he's, he's a fantastic guy. Um, and, and he'll, he'll play hardball, but he, he that he, he can, um, he's the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. And I think, you know, he would be a fantastic, fantastic pick, but you know. I'm in this weird spot I was on it media yeah, earlier today. This is yeah.
1: you know this is very you know this is very pivotal and very and a very big thing. You know with 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 the picking of our Supreme Court justice. I mean, you know we 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 think about this and the advantage we have as the conservatives—I mean, this is freaking the left out more than anything possible.
10: I mean, we well, are. Well, this in, is just the piece because this off- is what people voted for. People voted right, for the Supreme on, Court in a big way.
1: We are on offense, and Trump's going to put somebody I in know. there, and and it's going to be so—it's uh, going to be so effective and so pivotal for so many years to come. I mean, it, this is going to be. Uh, I, I, you know, and I wonder. You know, I, I do have some ideas of who he may pick. Um, you know, there's certain names getting thrown around, but I know it's, you know, uh, he, he'll do a very similar uh, situation like Neil Gorsuch. I mean, we'll, he'll pick somebody fit, phenomenal that will definitely uh, suit the job. Uh, you know, Josh, I want your thoughts real quick. Yeah, I mean, to,
9: to kind of touch on some of the stuff we talked on before real quick, I, I just want to make this point that, you know, the in the Obama uh, election in uh, 2008, one of the things that they really loved to push was the, anytime anybody said something against him, they basically accused him of being racist. So they took a completely emotional, um, you know, way of winning that election. The problem is when your policy sucks and when in reality – what you know, your policy is terrible. Everything everything you promised either doesn't work or you don't do. The emotional side doesn't work anymore, which made perfect headway for someone who's very brash and the people for the most part shouldn't like like Donald Trump to easily win over the American people because he was giving policy solutions and now that his policy is working I mean, that, that, that just goes – I mean, that's what we – the emotional side doesn't work anymore, which, you know, the Democrat Party continues to push. It's not working. I mean, so just in to touch on that. But then talk about the Supreme Court. Uh, obviously, it's very pivotal, and, I, I, you know, he's going to make – I think he said he's going to make the announcement on the 9th, if, if I'm correct. Yep, um, so, yep, July 9th, I mean, I can't, yep. I can't – is that on a show date? Because I can't wait to talk about that. Um, and, it's you know, it's going uh, to be, be very, very yep. interesting to see. Perfect. It, so absolute, um absolute, you know Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, well, I think I you know, the one thing I think that's very good is there's multiple very, very good options that you know he has ahead of him, so I'm I'm very optimistic.
1: One hundred percent. I uh I want to welcome to the show our other guests real quick. Um criminal defense attorney, a former prosecutor, political strategist, lobbyist, constitutional expert, and best selling author, David Shistokis. How are you, sir?
6: I'm fine. Thank you, Rory. How are you guys?
1: Good. Good to have you. Um,
6: Great to be with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Um, And and Michael Doherty, you you can stick around for a while, right? We've got a lot of things to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. So what I want to get to today, you know, right now, there's big headlines today and obviously something that's very bothersome, but at the same time, we understand... What's going to happen uh, to Walmart for selling these t shirts? Uh, I don't know, I'm sure you all are aware. uh, Walmart was selling t shirts saying impeach 45, and now people are boycotting Walmart. And this is just another one of those things where you get political and you piss off the 63 million people that voted for Trump, Uh, your business is going to suffer and going to go into uh, lack of sales, and you're not going to get the same, uh, you know, customer, um, you know, support that you would uh before. I mean, there's a lot of people pissed off. Pissed off. I mean, I, it's all over social media today. People are saying they're done with Walmart because they enabled, uh, you know, this sort of, and I think it's so out of character and inappropriate to even sell such a thing at a store that, you know, it, 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 it's not—it's just not suitable for what Walmart uh, entails. You know, your thoughts, Michael?
6: It, it's just generally a bad business decision. It's—it's uh, it's surprising bad. that you would would want to do something that may alienate a good chunk of your yep. uh, customers, and yep. uh, it's contrary to uh, certainly the business philosophy of Michael Jordan, who uh, said, yep. "You know, Republicans buy uh, buy shoes as well." <laughs> yeah.
10: You know, and I actually know, I actually know Rachel Brand, and Rachel just, you know, left. She was, she was number three at, at, uh, at justice for about three months. And then she left, she's right under uh, Rosenstein and she's like big time lead general counsel at, at Walmart. And, and we're talking conservative <laughs> federal society. Uh, you know, former U.S. Chamber. She's got to be losing her mind. Like, how in the hell did this fall through the cracks? I mean, who screwed this up? It's got to be. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what what uh, really is the, the, how this gets through. But you know, we'll see as to how the marketplace responds.
0: Yeah, maybe they're just all about free speech and they think that the majority of their customers are Democrats and, you know, they think they're going to be okay with it. I have no idea. But but the idea of impeaching Trump I want to go back to because if Mike Lee becomes a member of the Supreme Court, we're going to lose him in the Senate. And I think we need him there because he has a huge influence and he's a very level-headed, brilliant man. And I'd hate to see the Senate lose him. And there are so many other candidates um, for the Supreme Court that I think are just as qualified. Um, so you know as far as impeaching Trump, I think you know good luck, to, good luck with that.
10: Um, now, it's funny. I was just checking, and it looks like the uh, the impeach that thing is down and and the reporting is that it was an approved vendor. Once the vendor itself gets approved online, item by item doesn't get um, vetted. And uh, and so it's snuck in and it's gotten squashed. So we'll see. Because I, I can't imagine. <laughs> i just I got I to think the screaming and yelling uh, uh, over at Walmart has got to be pretty deafening. in <laughs> the corporate office <laughs> I mean to be pretty comical. Oh, I would be just lipid, but you know this is what happens and it's okay because the that's how the coin is when you're in crisis management, never underestimate the short attention span of the American public so uh <laughs> you know it's just and it's and it's absolutely Walmart so you know next uh it's down um and and it's the and it's the, you know the day before national holiday so it, it's uh I don't know, but um. You know, the one thing I, I want to add one thing about this that that I love about the Supreme Court situation right now. And if you look at, I mean, just look at so everyone. Lucky. Here, remember we how are so de- so blessed. Well, let's talk about how how depressed were we when Romney lost for like three months. I mean, I was so down. I was so shocked that we had enough idiots in this country to put that sob on our backs another four years. And, and, and so look at the, the beauty and the wisdom of the Founding Fathers and how they structured the government. So we have these checks and balances to prevent that, that type of extreme and, and to center it. So now we've got Trump winning through the Electoral College, and now we have the Supreme Court, which is a long-term control. It's a pretty amazing, uh, you know, and, and if I want to get really greedy, we're gonna. We're not gonna just, you know, blast through the Democratic Party. We're gonna have to teach the Republican Party how to be a party <laughs> of the people, not the establishment, and not these cowards. That that are there. These people are so used to the old way of the Democratic Party, and so afraid of being vilified that they've missed the boat. And that's where you know. Uh, people like Mitch McConnell at, at all have need need to really get their act in. The future leadership better take a stand. And the first item up for that would be someone over this Mueller Rosenstein, you know, not holding Hillary accountable. Uh, you know, better go to jail. <laughs> there better be there better be someone in orange jumpsuit, or, or the public will be furious.
1: Oh yeah, one one hundred percent. You're absolutely right in here. You know, here's what here's what Josh. Josh, go ahead. I know you have what you want to say. Go ahead,
3: Josh.
9: Yeah, I mean, real simply, just to just to touch just to touch back on what you were saying about you know when they about when we were all depressed that Romney won. I, I remember I remember how down in the dumps we all were. But man, has the timing more than anything come back to bite the Democrats? You know, the Democrats in the butt. And and another thing. I, you were talking about how the, you know, the Republicans, these rhinos, are still kind of all, you know, even the Republicans, a lot of them, the ones that are real, are all still kind of in hiding because of, you know, the abuse they used to take from the media and the Democrats. They need to know it's it's you know besides you know you're gonna get you're, you might get yelled at uh, when you're out for you know at a restaurant or when you're at a movie but you 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 know you're allowed to um, you're allowed to come out now you don't have to hide in a closet come come on out of there you're fine you're not gonna you know don't be afraid anymore.
3: Right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And
1: you know we. we I wanna, I wanna get, uh, you know, David Shetokis. I wanna get your feed, your feedback, your thoughts.
6: Where are we at on the uh, Supreme Court situation or uh, the uh, election circumstances? The fact is, is that uh, I know somebody was just taking a shot at McConnell. But the fact is, is without McConnell's strategy, you wouldn't have had Neil Gorsuch. Uh, people are talking about the timing on things. And uh, McConnell stuck his neck out and took a big gamble in terms of uh, in terms of the garland circumstance. And uh, we certainly have uh, McConnell to thank for Neil Gorsuch and now the, uh, now the opportunity to name two. People were talking about the timing, but the current establishment leadership, whatever problems we have in terms of dragging them along to where the, uh, where the parties become, we do have them to thank. For the uh, current makeup of the Supreme Court.
3: Mm.
10: Okay, well, thank Leonard Leo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not happy enough to give him a, a, enough of a buy for that. Well, that's true, and I'm glad he did it. It didn't take a rocket scientist to see what the alternative was, and and yeah, that's great. Uh, but I'm there, not going to too much. It was
6: a big, was a big roll of the dice, certainly, because was everybody. Well, I time. mean, he everybody in the world was thinking Hillary was going to win.
10: Well, yeah, nothing. Well, not, well, there's nothing to lose but kick the can down the road. I mean, that's fine. But, but you know, the, the the brains behind all that of everyone is really Leonard Leo. I mean, yeah, he. I mean, McConnell did what he did. He used the rules. Uh, he 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 rammed, uh, you know, Harry Reid right down Harry Reid's throat, uh, just like this, yeah. this, this. You know, this simple majority thing. We can just send Harry Reid a big thank you note for being such a jerk, because don't you know they just completely overplayed their hand. And it it, it is you know I will I I am thrilled that McConnell did that, but the quality of the bench, the quality of who we're talking about here is, is an offspring of Scalia and how active he was in educating his personality, his leadership, and this next generation and the Federalist Society. The Federalist Society is a silent rudder on all this stuff. And let me tell you something. They are, I mean, I'm very biased. i belong belonged to them for six years, but they are incredible. And, and Leonard Leo is a hero. And he's a wise, behind-the-scenes guy. And he's a very uh, honorable, quiet, um, intense man. And, and we're just lucky to have him. Uh, because all these people that everyone on, everyone on that Supreme Court shortlist I have met and I've had conversations with because they're basically all out of Fed stock. And everyone's learned to honor the Constitution, as an originalist, textualist type of fashion, and, you know, it's a pretty incredible thing to see how it, how it's of shape, going to shape the court in the next decade compared yes. to what the court was like when Scalia was appointed, you know? I mean, it's incredible. Let's not forget, you know, Kennedy was appointed by Reagan? And you know yeah. it's, a, it's just a, it's amazing stuff. It really it, it, it's it's a, it's just an awesome thing to watch. I do
1: want to I do want to play a quick clip of what uh, Trump said about the Supreme Court uh, earlier earlier uh, one two. Uh,
2: in the morning during the morning I interviewed and met with four potential justices of our great Supreme Court. Uh, they are outstanding people. They are. Really incredible people uh, in so many different ways, academically and every other way. And I had a very, very interesting morning. Uh, So between the president of Mexico and also the, the, I guess you would call him the president-elect, but uh, I think he'll do a, I think he's going to try and do very hard. I think he's going to try and help us with uh, border. We have unbelievably bad border laws, uh, immigration laws, the weakest in the world, laughed at by everybody in the world. Uh, And Mexico has very strong immigration laws, so they can help us until we straighten out our immigration laws, which have been dead for many, many years, decades, and we're going to have them taken care of. Uh, But uh, very interesting, though, was my four meetings. I'll be meeting with two or three more, and we'll make a decision on the United States Supreme Court, the new justice. That'll be made over the next few days, and we'll be announcing it on Monday Monday. And I look forward to that. I think the person that is chosen will be out
3: there. So there
1: you have it. I, uh, so it's only down to a few, only down to a few people. Um, what's your guess, Michael
10: Doherty? You know, I, um, I don't know, I have <laughs> uh, the women. I think he should go with Joan Larson, which is a sleeper, because I paying not to the other. But, um, you know, my my personal favorite, uh, I'd be happy with Pryor or Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh is he's smart. Who?
3: I'm sorry?
1: What about Gowdy? They say they, there's a the rumor he's talking to Gowdy.
10: Oh, no way.
3: <laughs>
10: I hope not. I don't know. I mean, no. I mean, it's just not... You know, I I know. I, I don't um I don't even know that Gotti would like but who knows, but I can't imagine. I think that would just that would that would infuriate a lot of people. I I think that would be a, a very big strategic mistake. He doesn't need to do it. But you know, there's such a deep articulate bench and and really I mean, with all the things you want to say about Trey Gotti, I don't think he can hold a brain power candle to two people like Kavanaugh or uh William Pryor. I mean, these are just incredibly, incredibly sharp people, and they understand the Constitution and the law, and um, you know, and they can, they're objective, originalists. I, I, I mean, personally, I, I Kavanaugh is my favorite, but um, you know, you, that's like trying to pick which is your favorite chocolate if you're a <laughs> So it's like, <laughs> right. Right. it's like whatever, you know. And, you don't and I don't think, you don't... I
1: don't think. Michael,
0: Mike, Other you don't think you don't, want to you don't think Lee, you don't think Lee? No, he's like,
3: not
0: going to pick Lee. No,
10: he's not going to
0: pick Lee. Don't want to politicize the court. No, he's I
10: mean, no matter what they're going to do, they're going to politicize court because the left's going to politicize it. So that's all they got because they got nothing. But Mike Lee is yeah. he's Mike Lee's there because Mike Lee got on Fox News and said, I really like the job. And, and, mm-hmm. tr- and Trump's going to use that to just build a better relationship with him. Uh, because Mike Lee is a, is a big conservative, and he was a Ted Cruz supporter from day one. And he still is, and he still will be. And that's just a political move. I don't take that as serious at all. And, and that's right. fine. Because, look, this isn't the only seat that's going to open up. But, um, and that's the panic, okay, folks? The panic is, if you're, if you're like, wait a minute, this is number two? Trump's going to win a second term. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. Land you know, plot. Ginsburg is not going to be 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 on on the court oh, until 2093. Retire already, Ginsburg. <laughs> Jesus. Right. So you know, and 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 look, Clarence Thomas. Who knows? I mean, if he's, you know, he, he, is him. if you're a real tr- if you're a the wool conservative and you want to retire, now's your time. Um, so, you know, it just it just depends you know there's more coming and i think that's what's got them really freaked out is they can't find an escape hatch and 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 the more they lose their minds the more they lose their elections good
6: right
3: good <laughs> right david
10: d- um
1: david respond i know you want to respond to this go ahead david you're in it you're a lawyer well, uh, you're
6: a former I'd, prosecutor i think you know there's the, there's the two women that are uh, that are left in the uh, running that are barrett and um uh, I'm trying to think of the other woman's name, but the fact is, is there's there's much to be said to have a conservative woman because the, all the women that have ever been on the court have been liberals. And in terms of painting a and selling the the court's value, it would be a lot more difficult to attack the court in the longer term by saying the five uh, five white guys. uh, as, well, uh Sandra Day uh,
10: O'Connor, as, as Sandra Day O'Connor O'clock. would have a bone to pick with you, but I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, that's the current, we're we're talking about the current makeup situation, yeah. Oh, okay. And Sandra <laughs> might have a might she may have a little bit of a bone to pick. On the other hand, she wasn't all that reliable all the time. Right. But
10: yeah, uh, yeah you're right. I mean, she was she was basically into the swing vote, and then when she left, Kennedy stepped in. But no, I I totally get it. I said, uh, you know. But this is the and, thing: you never know what you're going to get. Really, I mean, look like at John, John Roberts. I mean, <laughs> come on. People are not, you know. He, he, um, I mean, he, people let, he, he let, let people down in a lot of ways. You're,
1: yeah, and, you know, this Supreme Court, it, you, know, you know, pick is definitely going to, um, you know, be. I, I just trust Trump. You know, after he picked Gorsuch, I mean, you, uh, you know, Trump's mindset and his judgment is perfect. I mean,. Yeah, I mean Gorsuch was the perfect pick, and I and I I assume we're going to get somebody very similar and somebody with the same sort of skill set and uh, talent, um, you know, as Gorsuch. And, uh, and that's what I, you know, that's that's what we should have always uh, aim for, guys like Gorsuch, or even even a woman that, you know, uh, believes in the same you know values. Um, but you know, Valerie, go ahead real quick.
0: I mean, I think it would be great to have a woman, but, you know, that's kind of the Democrat argument is, you know, pick one of these minorities. And I think, you know, we, we're beyond that. It's whoever's the best candidate the best candidate, regardless of their skin and their sex and everything else about it. And I think there are plenty um, to choose from. And that's one of the things I, thought, I think uh, Trump did that was brilliant, was to have that list already out there. That, that was agreed upon So people have an idea that This is not like a surprise Like some of the other kind of policies That, that, that Trump has spurred on
3: Yeah,
10: absolutely 100% um, you know, I, I also think that Trump
1: okay. Yeah, go
10: ahead Trump's a salesman He's a gut guy He's totally. an intuitive guy And yes, the guy yes. that's got the most Sort of personality. <laughs> the the guy's got the most sort of personality. Uh, is is Kavanaugh. I may still think that's just that's where my I money always is. But I always,
1: I always classify him as a. He's a profound machine. He's a profound machine, you know, and, and he's uh, he's something that we've never seen before. And the way he's changing our country for the better, and and, ch- and doing all these amazing things. I mean, it's it's remarkable to watch. It really is. Um, I do, you know, there, there is some noise in the background. I don't know whose phone that is, but it's it kind of messing with the broadcast a little bit. Just wondering if there's any, anybody having some fuzzy issues.
10: I don't think it's me because I got things muted. Okay,
1: all right. I just want to make sure. Um, but yeah, you know, with what's going on, you know, there there, there is, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier. Obviously, you know, this Supreme Court pick is going to be, um, you know, it's going to set the standard. It's going to to set. uh, I mean, and look at all the momentum that Republican voters. And, you know, people in our party will have going out in the midterms knowing that we have this advantage and we have this energy. I mean, we have all we have, but we're on offense. It's something truly, it's great to see. You know what I mean?
8: No,
9: you know, Rory, I think, I think you're absolutely right, and you know, I love you know. Like we were talking, the Democratic Party really wants to try to delay this until midterms, but um, okay. I think it's very important. Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't think it'll matter in the long scheme of things yeah. whether or not it's delayed. But I think it is important yeah. that we do, uh, you know, get on top of this and get get that justice in, you know, as soon as as possible. Just in, I mean, just in case something went wrong in the midterms, I don't think they will. I think it's going to be. Um, not good for the Democrats in the midterms, um, but, you know, it's, it's it's time to move. We can't just sit and wait because they ask. They've been asking for things for years that are absolutely ridiculous, and this is just, you know, another, another excuse that has no merit behind it. Let's push this justice in. Let's get it done.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I do want to shift topics a little bit. Uh, Michael, um, you know, I want your strong opinion on um, – I'm going to play this real quick. And, and this is you and I, uh, Michael, and, and, and everybody else on the show, we've talked about how so many people are walking away from the Democratic Party. Um, there's a new walkaway video movement that's basically abandoning liberalism. And this guy's a homosexual, and he was terrified when Trump won, but now he's seeing the light and how fake um, the mainstream media is. So I do want to play this clip real quick.
4: Well, not everybody on the left is on board with where the left is going. Some are afraid of where the left is going. And if you just watch the last segment, you ought to be afraid. Brandon Straka has spent years as a liberal. He now says he's concerned by what the left has become. He recently released a new video encouraging other progressives to walk away from the movement. Brandon Straka joins us. Brandon, thank you for coming on.
5: Thank you. So what was the moment...
4: You, you were a, a liberal for a long time. You voted for Hillary Clinton. Yes. What was the pivot point for you when you decided these people don't represent me and I want something different?
5: Well, before the election, I was already starting to feel uncomfortable with where we were headed in terms of identity politics and PC culture. I became a liberal because I'm against racism. I'm against sexism. I'm against discrimination because of uh, a sexual uh, uh, orientation. But to be on the left now means that you basically – you have to be hostile towards white people. You have to be hostile towards men. You have to find heteronormativity to be uh, erroneous in some way. So I started to see these cultural shifts happening that I was very uncomfortable with. But a friend of mine came to me, and she actually showed me something that pointed out very clearly how dishonest the media was in the Donald Trump campaign. How they would isolate moments from his behavior and make it appear as though he were a racist or a bigot or whatever. Now, I didn't realize this. I thought that CNN told the truth. I thought MSNBC told the truth. I thought Rachel Maddow told the truth. So this was mind blowing to me. And once I realized this, I sort of went on a quest to find out more and see how much, you know, what other things were they not being honest with me about? Which it turns out was right. quite a lot. And once I discovered this, I tried talking with other people, and I was met with a lot of hostility and contempt, and uh, a lot of friends left, you know, and uh, and were very nasty to me on the way out the door. I decided that once and for all I was going to sit down and write the definitive manifesto about everything that's wrong with liberalism, everything that's wrong with the Democratic Party and put it in a video and just rip the bandaid off and stick it out there. But I wanted to create a campaign because I knew there were other people like me who were feeling the same way. So what I've done is I've created a testimonial campaign, utilizing video and written uh, testimonials. This is happening right now on Facebook. It's called the Hashtag Walk Away Campaign. People are going on there from the left, leaving video testimonials and written testimonials talking about why they're walking away or why they have walked away. But what's even more amazing about it and even better is people on the right are participating too. I've given a voice back to the silent majority because now we're cutting out the media who's controlled the narrative of what it means to be a conservative and said it's all racist yes. and bigots. I'm allowing people to tell their own stories and say, I'm not a racist. I'm not well, a bigot. Well, good for you. Thank you. Well, yeah. good for you, Brandon, because
4: I think there are a lot of decent liberals out there who are not represented by this lunacy, the right. hatred that you're watching that you just saw in our previous segment. Good luck. Brandon, we support that. Appreciate Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you.
1: So there you have it. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, that, that guy, if anybody, you know, if, if a guy that voted for Hillary Clinton, and, and, you know, and this guy explains that he's, you know, a
2: homosexual
1: that voted that, that now supports Trump. I mean, he voted for Hillary, obviously. He's seeing the light. Um, I love, I love the cause. I love what he's doing. And I, I hope it opens a lot more eyes. Um, you know, and just, and the whole myth that, you know, Republicans are against gay people, that's been a a big thing for a long time. The Democrats have played that agenda and that card, which is not, it's just, it's it's, it's ridiculous. And nothing could be further from the truth. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it just goes to show there, there are a lot of open-minded people in this, in this country. And the more guys we have like this, that just spoke. I mean the better. I mean, you know, he could strongly influence the LGBT community as well as other minority communities and he, and he already has. He's uh his stuff went viral and every a lot of people are reacting are reacting to it online.
3: So
10: I, I think, think a the lot big of thing it, oh, Go
0: ahead. It, go go ahead. ahead.
10: No, I, I, the, the, what I want to watch on this is okay, there's <laughs> I want to watch to see how, if if they how intensely they play. Kill the messenger. Kill the messenger is played through silencing and attacking, and, and and you know and so we'll see which way they're going to go on this type of thing, because you know and what cultures he's in. Look, he's he's not a big executive. He's not a big time movie producer. Uh, this is no. where it starts, but it has to continue because. The, the guy doesn't have a lot of downside to this except personal people attacking him. But it's a start, and right. it's fine.
5: Right.
10: Um, right. But you've got to see people in the, the the people that are truly dependent for their living, that are, mm-hmm. you know, like, well-known. The, the culture of I – mean, I mean, Hollywood owns – you know, the left owns Hollywood in a lot of ways. Unless you are already, unless you're already super wealthy. And so right. I just want to see how much this replicates itself uh, and it's because each one's a chip away. So this is great. Um, but I want to focus on what do they do to them when no one's looking and, and, and how are things going to shift over time? Because what, this is not new. What's new is that maybe we're realizing it and, and that's yeah. great that people are probably realizing it, but, The silencing by by the media is unbelievable. I mean, it's just, it's off the chain. And and they just, it's like they ignore every piece of chocolate. They don't want to, they don't want to talk about or taste in the box. They highlight the ones they want, and that's the only ones that exist. And it just goes right on down the road. And here's the problem
1: is that they're speaking, uh, you you know, speaking of the media, Trump's approval rating improve, improved during the border outrage by about ten percent. I mean, this was a, a, an article out today through Breitbart. Um, so people are seeing. I mean, people are seeing the fake news. I mean, it's it's an epidemic. You know, but the uh, thing go ahead. about
10: it is that. People are seeing well, it, that is, and, and that's the thing. It's like well, per, seeing it the first later time later. Just doesn't mean it's the first time it's happened, and it's been going on for a long time. I'm going to have to step okay. off in about two minutes just letting you know.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Um, my, Michael, I do I do want to um, – I mean, y- your thoughts on this whole – before you go, because I know you got to take off, um, I want to talk about Peter Stork a little bit, and I want to talk about yeah. – uh, uh, and I, yeah, and I want to talk about Robert Mueller's corrupt history a little bit for a second because he, uh, a lot of people don't know this, uh, but he prevented families from, I believe, was it suing Saudi Arabia from the nine eleven attacks?
10: Right. And he was oh, not well, he flip. involved in that? I'm not really clear on that detail about him, but it, it, well, it, the, it, here's here's the deal. It, yeah. doesn't matter. I want your thoughts
1: on Stork. I want your thoughts on Stork and Mueller.
10: Yeah, okay. So that's fine. Okay, so here's the thing the playbook is old, the playbook has been the same forever, and whoever inflicts the playbook, that's what changes. All these people get in that situation and they abuse what this country is arrested on. And it's b you'll learn more from the Godfather and good about how the Justice Department works at the top with some corrupt people than you will from reading American history. And it's all been an intimidation tactic. We're gonna either we're gonna we're gonna so you to death so you buckle and settle, or we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna grind you so you we slip up and make a mistake and then we're gonna hang you on a technicality. And we're gonna use it to either make our case and, and or get our enemies or destroy you. And we're gonna do it. Not just to get you, we're going to do it so we intimidate everybody else so that they think we're super powerful, so that if we ever even knock on their door, they're, they're, they're paying their pass. I mean, that is how Mueller rolls. That's how his assistant rolls. This is, this is how they roll. And um, it's not new. What's new is that, we're, that, that people are, it's such, it's, it's such an extreme that people are shattering the glass and talking about it. And this is where Mueller's in a box. But just like the Democrats, these are bullets that these people have fired for years that have always worked, always. And for some befuddling reason, they're starting not to work, and they don't have any replacement strategy. So Mueller's in a real trouble, right? And then you've got the FBI text, which, again, if we had everyone's text, (laughs) we'd see tons of this going on, okay? but Mm -hmm. This guy's playing the Congress game. So he's got his lawyer who is a slick SOB who's going to sit there and intimidate these staffers in Congress, and trust me, the staffers are not your Harvard grads that have a ton of experience in, in litigation and deposition. It's terrifying how inexperienced and lousy they are. And so they're going to have this transcribed interview, and they're both leaving those interviews spinning it. And, and, and the lawyer for strike is out there spinning that, oh, there, this is a setup. They had him come in, and so they can, they can try to catch him later. Every time I've seen these, these hearings, every time I've seen these hearings, Congress screws it up. Even Trey Gowdy drives me crazy because he has never bitten nearly enough. He barks his head off, but there hasn't been any bites. In, he's been in pretty much not complete bed, but he, he's got a big loyalty to the FBI and the DJ. This guy's all, they're, they're a culture, and they stick together yeah. by and large. So he didn't lose his crap uh, until a couple weeks ago. And until that point, I was really kicked at him, which is why I don't want him on the Supreme Court. But, and, you know, we, we are not ever getting results from these theater things and having experienced an oversight investigation and participated in it myself, I can tell you it is theater, 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 but here's what's different. The public's now seen these things go on the last five years, starting with Loretta Lynch and Lois Lerner and Hillary Clinton and Clapper and all this. And the one thing we're noticing is this must be theater because now we've seen all this corruption go on and no one gets in trouble. So now yeah. the theater's over, and we're going to expect results. And it's up to the American people to put their foot down if nothing happens here. Because congressmen also are only motivated by their own reelectability. <laughs> so if people don't raise holy hell to these congressmen and say, you better actually do something, than just because moral outrage is not enough, you better do something, uh, then heads need to roll. This is really. You know when when the people that are managing justice in this country are yeah. are corrupt and not held accountable, and everyone on yeah. the hill is fine with it, yeah, it's it's you get more Donald Trumps. So I hope we real, do.
1: Real, real quick, can you can you stick on for just a second? I want to play what Tom yeah, Fitton yeah. said, and I want to get, I want to get your response about Tom Fitton. Right. real quick.
10: Real, okay, real quick.
7: House Intel Chair Devin Nunez calling for 17 current and former FBI and DOJ's officials to testify about possible government surveillance abuse during the 2016 election. Our next guest has been all over the story from the start, and he argues that the special counsel, Robert Mueller actually, is the one who needs to be grilled on the hill. The grilling on the Hill, I guess it almost uh, rhymes there. Judicial
4: Watch President Tom Fitton
7: joins us now to explain. Good morning, Tom. Hey. Good morning, everyone. How are so uh, Robert Mueller's been under attack from some of the president's allies, but you're somebody who gets the documents and does the digging and likes to back it up with facts. What's your case this morning? You know, Mueller's operation is one of the most secretive I can remember. We've Been doing this for 20 years, and uh, it's difficult to get basic information about what he's been up to. And it's not just the normal special counsel operation. Uh, It was, in my view, corruptly conceived with a leak by James Comey to the New York Times that uh, Comey admitted was designed to get a special counsel appointed. And now we know the Russia investigation had these corrupt origins with uh, this FBI bias and Peter Strzok wanting to stop the president, this Clinton DNC dossier, key facts about which were withheld from the FISA court. And then on top of that, once it became public that uh, Strzok, uh, had anti-Trump bias, mm-hmm. Mueller removed him from his operation uh, four months before the public knew about mm-hmm. it. So I, I think it's fair to ask Mr. Mueller, uh, what is he doing? Uh, why is it, what is it, are there any concerns he had about the way the investigation was set up? Were yeah. there any concerns he had about Strzok's bias? Right. And what about the bias of his own team? Why can't he find any registered Republicans to work on his team? <laughs> to reassure the American people that at least there's no bias there. Yeah, a lot of good questions. And the frustration continues to heat up on the Hill, as you know, from members who are continuing to ask the DOJ and the FBI to hand over documents, especially those early days of this Russia investigation. Here's a statement that we got from the DOJ. They say that DOJ officials tell Fox News they have informed HPSCI and SSCI that their members and cleared staff can view the documents. And the DOJ recently provided to the Gang of Eight related to the Russia investigation Nunez has been pushing for these docs to be provided to all HPSCI members instead of just the gang of eight. That's the house committee. permanent Of course. So they're saying, look, we are giving more information over, but they're still upset about the timing. Why aren't we getting these documents faster and why aren't more people able to see them? Well, those are the people who can read them but can't talk about them. When you limit them to the gang of eight, it's presumptively, I would presume, classified and when they're overly classifying information, uh, it prevents that information from getting out to the American people. Uh, look, the Justice Department and the FBI have a dog new fight. They want to protect the Mueller investigation. I don't think they can be trusted to fairly evaluate whether documents are going to be released about how that investigation was set up, that targeting of President Trump illicitly during the Obama administration. Uh, so Congress is right to push back on the documents. You know, we're suing for these same documents in yeah. the federal court, so maybe the federal courts will intervene. And I encourage mm-hmm. always the president to step in and release the documents. Mm-hmm. He has the ultimate right and authority to get them all, all out right. there. Mm-hmm. Tom Fitton, a story that continues to heat up. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thank a you, Tom. long you're road ahead, welcome. it thank sounds like. Thank you, Tom. Michael Doherty, you're so here's the bottom line. All right, look.
10: Uh, I mean, Tom Fitton and judicial law is like a one-man army. And, 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 but it's a perfect storm in Washington. These people are sociopathic players. They, they, and this is what happens when you get a see a lawyer in town because they've got no conscience and they've got no logic and they just play whatever the rules are because it's not their job to make the law. So they just, you know, and this is how they're so unpatriotic. And Fenton is out there exploiting FOIA and fighting it. But the fact of the matter is the courts have no clocks and they take years for justice and so the way so everyone slow walks, slow walks, and now we're all educated on the slow walking that's why their game is finally starting to fail because things like twitter and social media and trump and all these things that break the control that everyone in washington had over the narrative to protect their lifelong jobs in the bureaucracy without any accountability and so, as I said earlier, they were fighting all the, with all the bullets that don't, are starting not to work anymore, and you'll see panic, but it'll fall apart. These people are falling, fighting for their lives, their survival, their reputations. Some should go to jail. And if they don't, there'll be a problem. And, but if they're allowed to survive, they'll come back even more corrupt and, and cramp the lid down even harder. So... People like Fenton need to be assisted and helped, uh, and just observe how long this has taken. How the line, the level of corruption and deception, the smirks on their faces. Look at Rod Rosenstein, the smirks on his face, the back talk he kind of gave to Jim Jordan. Don't think these people feel accountable. You know, this the normal Americans are shocked by this because it's so different than what we're taught in school. And at this stage of the game, our civics books belong and our American history books belong up in between the wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland, because what goes on in that town right now is this what we're seeing. Now, (laughs) Michael,
1: Michael, you you work, um, you know, you work in D.C., and you know you you're you know a lot about this stuff. Um, and we, we just seen, for instance, Brian Ross resigned from ABC News after the false report on Michael Flynn. We, uh, but you know we see all these fake news media coverage. Uh, and, and Valerie, you as well. You work in D.C. as well. You've done stuff. You know you live there and you work there as well with the uh, legislative uh-huh. stuff and different lobbying stuff. But my strong opinion, and I felt like this for a long time. Obviously, I don't know if there's legitimate proof, but I think a lot of these news stations are in bed with these politicians, these Democratic politicians. Is that a correct assumption? And they tell them what to say. I, mm, Pay them.
10: I, no, I mean, no, that's not how it works. It's 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 fear, and it's friendliness. It's like okay, right. so like let's look at Obama and look at Obama. Okay. On the one hand, they first of all you have no, you really have no investigative journalists at the grassroots anymore, and that's because of money. Okay. So yeah. now that makes the media all the more easy to control. So Obama he hires either spouses or siblings of top people. Ben Rhodes, you know, I mean, you name it. The whole thing was ridiculously nepotistic uh, for every major network. And, yeah, and then Rose he sell, and then they on. have they have access, they have access to the story, and then yes. if you don't play along, you get hit hard, James Rosen, so that yes. you politicize the Justice Department and Holder to go after his parents. Does this sound like the mafia or what? Of course, oh, it is the same type actually- of crap. So so it is a it is a power game of of the worst characteristics of the human existence condensed in a powder keg that and. And But it's raw power, and something burst someplace else, and social media has cropped up, and you can't let Facebook or Twitter get politicized and controlled, or it'll go right back to, to this type of corruption because this is a human condition, and the founding fathers knew it. And this, this, I'm sure, you know, what we have is recorded history in the last 56 years more accurately than ever before. Look at the things we've learned about the Kennedy administration or all these other. I mean, you know, this is not new. What's new is we're learning about it. And, and what is the, F, the FBI, which Edgar Hoover, give me a break. I mean, we've got to have accountability. These people that strut around violating our patriotism and trust, by having such sacred jobs as running the FBI and the Justice Department, are as vicious and terrible as pedophile priests or lying lawyers uh, if, if, they, if they continue this. And so this is the great thing that's happening by all the things. So, so I think I'm fitting such a hero um, because, you know, you have to play outside baseball with these people. They're, and you have to you better understand what you're dealing with. These are not yeah. little kittens <laughs> these, these are people that go into Congress and go under oath and smirk and lie and are fine with it, believe it, yeah
1: yeah, and you know with the whole peter stork thing i mean what do you what do you predict the outcome of that?
10: Honestly, I think they'll screw it up, I mean, they always <laughs> screw it up i wish i had I wish I had more you know I mean it just depends it. Look, the Democrats behind the scenes will screw it up. All they all the Democrats want to do is create confusion. When you are seeking justice, the burden is on you. And and to defeat it, all, to defeat the seeking of justice, you don't have to be as good. You just have to create confusion. So the Democrat right. and that's what the Democrats do. They scream, they yell, they pontificate. Look what Feinstein did to the Supreme Court, right. you know, candidate when she was up to the 7th circuit about her Catholicism. I mean, They'll throw out red herrings. They'll go. I mean, last week you had Elijah Cummings yelling. I mean, this, you know, this sanctimonious, <laughs> pompous crap. Acting, so, acting. You know, no one's going to save the American public except the American public. So, you know, I, I wish I could say I, we're not. We're, we are so far from it right now because, honestly, uh, <laughs> you know, I think Comey should go to jail. I think Hillary should go to jail. I think Mueller, I mean, Mueller should at least lose any type of, Law license or, or permission? Pre- These people are just rough.
1: I, I don't know and if you it's not okay, know, Michael. I don't know if you heard on the show earlier, but there's a new poll out today saying the fit for for women-wise, the favorite for the Democrat nominee in 2020 is Hillary Clinton, and Nancy Pelosi was also, I think, the runner-up.
10: Yeah, and that just <laughs> shows how pathetic their how pathetic their bench is. That just shows yeah. how desperate. Or Joe Biden. I mean, give. I mean, you know. Okay, so. Oh, he already said he, he already said he's not. He
1: recently said the other
10: day he's da- he's not doing it uh, because
1: yeah, now he's all involved He's the China
10: bank scandal. Oh, he's a narcissistic ass. He just loves the attention. <laughs> I mean, Biden. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's always yep. been a narcissist. It, 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 it's just yep. you know they just he, he's you know the only thing he's sorry he
0: <laughs> whatever
10: <laughs> whatever yada, yada yada yada. yada. Yeah.
0: They have to get new blood. And that's why they're talking about this Alexandra Cortez. You know, they the need socialist. young blood, new people.
3: Yep.
10: Yeah, and, I mean, and, and, and she and she flithered on the vinyl like three seconds because she needs, at minimum, a big media coach.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: and I'll tell you. Well, I mean, also there, need,
0: She also needs yeah, to understand what socialism is. Yeah, I mean, look at Venezuela right
1: now. People are protesting – in the country because they're running out of water. That's socialism
10: for you. And and then here's the bottom line and irony. And then I do have to step off. But the big the big irony and this is is oh we hate America. America's terrible, but everyone's trying to run in here. I mean the Democrats exactly. are about to consume themselves.
1: And they're waving their Mexican flags, and they're waving their other country flags in our country. If you're so fucking happy, why don't you go back there? Why are you coming here and baiting right. us illegally? You know what I mean? It's not, it's
10: not like we don't write them enough checks.
1: Oh, gee, I know. All the taxpayer dollars that get wasted, it's sickening. It just makes you want to vomit.
10: And, um, and now but, Mexico's gone socialistic, so let me tell you. Yep. Here we go. The new Mexican president, <laughs> yep. I mean, this is going to be a disaster. But him and Trump aren't going to see eye to eye.
1: There's going to be some problems. Um, and I'll tell you, Trump all Trump will win. Trump will win the battle.
10: All right, everyone have a happy Independence Day. It was great Mike, talking Mike, to y'all,
1: Mike. Real quick, yeah. Michael, before you go, tell everybody about your big uh, article that came out on the Hill uh, about a week ago. The, the Hill, the, the the you had a, okay, you okay, but it's not about. It's not
10: written by me.
3: So you get to...
10: <laughs> So now he's making me brag. Which I don't want him to do because I didn't write the articles written about me by Gus Herwitz at Nebraska about my big win against the FTC in the Eleventh Circuit two weeks ago, and it's uh, it's called Meet the Hero that defeated the administrative state, and um, so it's it's on the Hill. You can just Google, you know, the Hill, Doherty, Lab LabMD, Hero, whatever, and um, but it, it is it is about. You know, it's sad to have to take a decade and millions to win something that's obvious, and that's how they defeat you. And the only way I could do it was I was at the right time in my life, and I got a bunch of pro bono defense. But it's, you know, the big picture isn't just the win. The big picture really is what it takes to win, 99% of us can't do. And yeah. with that type of level, and and you should, and you shouldn't have to do it, but right now you do, right? Because we well we're, just, we're just are insult- just infiltrated with these parasites, folks, and it's you gotta admit it to clean it up. They're bad.
1: Well said, yeah, My, Michael Doherty. Uh, I, I am gonna get into a huge topic uh real cool. but before you go I want your thoughts 30 seconds and I, but I'm going to talk about it right when you get off cuz I know you have to go but uh there's recent footage out today about the Vegas massacre uh with basically a similar situation to where the cop stood outside the hotel room and was afraid to go in similar to Parkland uh, where they didn't go into the school when they were hearing shots being fired so you know we we all know that uh you know the Las Vegas massacre left a lot of people wondering uh, you know, it's very mysterious and odd the way the news coverage was portrayed and the way they kind of what uh, well, is it silencing 101?
10: You know. Yeah,
1: it's one of those things where now there's footage of exactly what the guy did at Parkland, where he just stood outside while people were getting shot right. at. I mean, that's so if, you to ki- if you want if you kill the
10: if you kill the go ahead sorry.
1: So go ahead. You kill what? No, sorry. I was done.
10: No, I said if, if you want to kill a fire, you just cut off the oxygen. And, and, and that's, that's a private hotel that's got mega, yeah. mega, mega millions. And, right. and, I'm, and, and it's private property. And I'm sure a lot of and, – and who knows who that guy really was? Because, I mean, yeah. come on. Think about – pretend it was the TSA. I'm sure you'd see many people doing the exact same thing. You know, right. push comes to shove. We can't right. have a, that level of security all over the place and, and the proactive, right. you know. So, so, so I mean, Vegas is just, um, it's not the most honest town in the world. I know you're going to find that a big shock. And uh, oh, and it's great that this stuff has finally come out. But, you know, you have a lot of circumstances there. Uh, and, and it's also now we're going to find top law enforcement walking around a hotel when that stuff happens. It, this is just it really, the risk.
1: It re- yeah, and it really just blows my mind how—and I know everybody wants to respond to this—but it blows my mind, and I'm starting to think. And I, somewhat, I'm somewhat of a conspiracy theory guy on certain things.
10: Like I believe oh, 9-11 eleven
1: was—I believe I believe nine eleven was a
10: setup. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Oh, oh no, okay, okay. Now that one, I gotta get off the phone. No. Anyways, <laughs> you no, can't but slide hold, on, that in. hold I'm not staying over. <laughs>
1: Hold on a second. No, but okay, I know you got to go, but the Vel Vegas thing, they could have just had a fall guy. Stephen Paddock, I'm starting to think he was just a fall guy, and this was just another gun control uh, awareness try to scare uh, the United States. I think it was a step. Nah. Nah. in that
10: way.
0: But what you don't I would think he know. Was a fall
3: guy? If You is. Know, I think, the think gun, you're going to get what you want to
1: get guy, by not quick, going on. How does a guy get all of those guns in the room? And we now we're hearing it was not coming from the thirty second floor, but somewhere else. And we're hearing all these different stories. And now okay, we're also whatever.
10: I you mean, get it that, up in there the was room. more
1: than one shooter. What if there was? Okay, but you can say, you can, can create whatever.
10: The, look, you, you, you can't know, and you can't not know. And I don't go I know. on. I don't ride. I don't. I don't ride merry-go-rounds to nowhere. I got way better right. things to do. You know, so right. how you know? I don't have enough information to know or not know, and I just don't fill my head with stuff. That's what leftists do. So I just don't do it. It's like, and, and but you know, I'm all about Second Amendment, and I'm sorry, but I, I'm I'm more stronger on it now because of it. But I got to roll. Happy Independence Day, guys.
1: Oh, Happy Independence have a good Day, one, man. My, Michael Dor Michael. <laughs> yes. All right, Michael Doherty, everybody. That's the um, yeah. Are you still there, Michael? So I have Michael? a comment
0: about – is he still there?
1: I think Michael's gone. Go ahead, Valerie, and then I want to talk to David, and I, want I have David a comment about, about that
0: because, you know, if we're so worried about security, maybe the security guards and the people that plan the event should think about that before they choose a venue where everybody yeah. is vulnerable because there's yeah, no just... way that venue could have been secured
1: yeah but here's my here's my crazy you know here's my thought and it absolutely is li- insane how can a guy get all of that ammo by himself and and do all of this i mean this guy was bringing i mean if you saw the hotel room and the way the guns were spread out the pictures and just how everybody was saying there were more there was more than one shooter i mean you don't think some government officials could have gone in there set that whole plot up i mean it would be so easy i mean it's not hard to put a fall guy and uh, you you know i am just it's crazy right now it really is but what
0: would be the point what would be the point of that
1: good for gun control because we all know at that time gun control the democrats were really Mm -hmm. trying to push that narrative and we know how evil the left is so i'm just saying they're capable that i wouldn't put it past them because why would vegas be and especially the sheriff in Vegas. He reminds me of the sheriff from Parkland, uh, Sheriff Israel. He's very – they were very standoffish. They didn't tell us the full details. Uh, And there was even uh, a video leaked that had an earpiece to the Vegas sheriff's ear on his press conference saying what he can and cannot say. So, I mean, this is so suspicious And they're still, after almost a year, they have not told us everything. So, what are we supposed to think? Um, I want to get your thoughts, David, and then I want you to go ahead. Valerie, you have something to say? Sorry?
0: Yeah, I just want to say that I don't think they knew. And that's why they didn't say anything. And I think uh, they're very, very cautious until they're absolutely sure.
1: Yeah, and and I don't don't know. It's a conspiracy. I don't know. You know, I I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Well, what are your thoughts, David?
6: Well, I think Michael's uh, comment about uh, the uh, the hotel being a um, mega million dollar operation and their ability to uh, interact with and quash any okay. kind of uh, law enforcement things that would be uh, counterproductive to their business image. I I think that's probably had a lot of influence on why there's been such a shutdown on that uh, on information why there isn't anything why they've created the vacuum why they've sucked the oxygen out so that people don't talk because it's it's bad for business it's bad for vegas it's bad for business
9: mm-hmm.
6: and mm-hmm. Uh, i think that if there's a conspiracy there in terms of any kind of cover-up of what's going on the conspiracy is because it's contrary to the image that vegas wants to show to the world and contrary to the image that the hotel wants to show to the world it's uh, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that there's some conspiracy uh, put in place for uh, gun control issues. I think the lack of information we have is a conspiracy to protect uh, the good name of Vegas, and really I think the, the powers that be in that town have shut down the information, and that's why we've not had uh, had good information about what happened there. Okay, and
1: Josh, Josh, go, Josh, go ahead real quick. I know you got thoughts on this.
9: Yeah, I mean, um, just to talk about, you know, them smuggling the guns in, I think people, especially in these security, the security details, are really hella freaking lazy. I mean, a lot of the security people I've talked to really are not that concerned for the most part, you know, unless, except for, you know, security that is, uh, you know, government employed, they have a lot of, you know, big-time vetting it happened, but for the most part, you know, I I personally don't think it was an inside job. I don't see really any, you know, foul play. And you know, like Doherty said before he left, I just think it's kind of a waste to talk about because it's gone, it's past. I don't think we're going to discover anything new. The only way we'd be able to discover anything new is to, if the dude would be alive and we could interview him and talk to him. Besides that, I mean, we're all
1: kind of in the dark. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much, you know, I and mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, you know, he was, Stephen Paddock was the fall guy. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just, you know, when they released the video today of a few officers standing in the hallway and not going in to stop this guy, it makes you wonder. Like they were hearing Boy, it makes wonder.
6: What you know? What 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 makes you wonder is that it makes you wonder why everybody doesn't have their own gun because you certainly can't depend on the government to uh, protect you. Exactly,
1: and yeah, and Amen. you know, um, absolutely, 100%. Um, we have a few minutes left. I do, uh, David. I do want you to um, give me one second. I just want to announce a couple of things. The show. Harvey Weinstein. It was announced today he will be charged with another forcible sex act by a third woman. Nice. Um, Harvey is uh, looks like he's going to be locked up. It's what he fucking deserves. Excuse my French. Um, blue collar wages are rising in red hot in a, in a red hot economy. I mean we're doing so well right now. Um, The media won't talk about this, the mainstream media, but Eric Trump uh, rushed into NYC traffic to save uh, a woman uh, that was pretty much almost about to get hit by a car. And no coverage from CNN or MSNBC, pretty pathetic. Um, And, you know, there's other people saying it was staged, but, uh, you know, it's sad, you know. um, And, you know, there was was no cameras around. You know, this is just something that uh Eric did out of the kindness of his heart um, I do also want to i do also want to say what's pretty pathetic uh m s n b c and uh c n n they originally blamed Trump for the maryland shooting last week I mean they were blaming trump um and his base and saying they were the problem because they were inciting violence on certain scenarios and it uh carried on to the shooting what's is such bullshit because this guy that shot up the newspaper place had a problem with them since 2012. So uh, long, long before Trump came along. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, those, that's what I wanted to say. Um, and here's really something really sick. Uh, a transgender will be competing in the, the fir- first time in the Miss U- U- Universe pageant. So you got a chick with a dick that will be uh, doing her thing. Um, his or whatever you want to say, I, I it's kind of weirding me out even thinking about it. But it made headline news today. Um, but David, uh, please please speak on your um, what you got going on. I know you have a new book coming out. We have a few minutes left, David, but I'm gonna get you on for like a uh, a full hour. Uh, you know this this week or next week, and we're gonna talk a lot about the the uh, the Declaration and the Constitution. And all that good stuff. That would be, go ahead. David. That would be good. We've yeah.
6: had. Uh, we've. Uh, I've actually had a pretty busy week doing a lot of uh, a lot of shows based on the uh, book, creating the Declaration of Independence. Because frankly, and I just came from. I was out a fireworks uh, this evening. Cause of course I'm a couple hours behind you guys or ahead of you guys one right. one way or the other, and it, it's already been dark here for some time. And uh, you know, but almost no, very few people know why they only we have fireworks. They don't know what we celebrate. They don't know. Right. They don't understand yeah, what is going on.
1: Sec- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. About twenty seconds just to make announcements. Um, you're absolutely right, though. The true meaning of Independence Day is is so much more than just fireworks. It's about our freedom. It's about patri- patriotism. It's about our great country. It's about the U. It's about. I mean, it's 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 just about what we our soldiers put their blood, sweat, and tears in for. It truly is. Um, I, but, but David, please, if you have anything to announce, say it. We, are in a, we do have to go in about 50 seconds.
6: Uh, creating the Declaration of Independence. I am actually working on a new book, as you mentioned, uh, with Phil Bennington yeah. and Shane Flavey. And, uh, and, actually, that book is uh, – we're doing it at the suggestion of the president. So I'm pretty excited Perfect. about it. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll just tease that because uh, the president uh, – this, this book is uh, is, in fact, the president's idea – and so we're, cool. we're pretty excited about working on it. Excellent.
1: So we will have you on again soon, David. I appreciate it. Um, Valerie, uh, go ahead. Uh, real quick, like ten seconds. If you have anything to plug, you're radical Islam expert, sure. international security expert, yes. best-selling author, entrepreneur, and you're working in Washington on some legislation stuff. Go ahead.
0: So my my book that came out recently is called Backyard Jihad. And um, there was a review on it in the Washington Times today by Josh yep. uh, Sinai, so you can find it there.
1: Okay, perfect. So on there. And then, Josh, real quick, uh, do do your plugs where people can find you. Yeah, just real quick, hit me up on Instagram at J O S H H L A V A P Y. Perfect. And uh, you can always find me at Rory Visit the Donald J Trump store.com. My news media site will be coming out after the 4th of July. I'm very excited to release it with all of you. Visit getyouratbuilt.com. Also, um, I want to say happy 4th of July. I hope you guys all have a great holiday, Um, and we will be back with you um, later on this week. Uh, God bless you all. Have a great night. Um, Happy 4th of July. Cheers. Thank you. And I want to thank everyone, all my guests, everybody. God bless.